Hey, group chat. I know y'all see my text. There's tea to be spilled. Each week, we're bringing you our unfiltered take on culture, news, dating, and our lives as Black millennial women. We're coming to y'all with the honesty and eye rolls that only a text chain with your girls can. This is Black Girls Texting with Chelsea, Glenn, and Shade. Welcome back to another episode of Black Girls Texting. It's me, Shade. I'm unwell, but I live to see another day. I'm joined by Chelsea Pinky, who is donning a... I don't know what this look is. Um, I highly recommend that you go log into the YouTube, or maybe we'll clip some of this so you can... No. See. No. It's being recorded, sis. Clip this. Clip the interview. Girl, we clipping this. <laughs> this is too good. Christelle, don't clip this. <laughs> and Betsy Brat, who's back in Mexico. Back again. Guys, oh. I'm jumping into Unread or Reply <laughs> so that I can quickly go on mute. Unread or Reply. <gasps> I am leaving whatever this cold I have on red. Like I tested a million times for COVID, don't have COVID, but I just have like a terrible cold and it's really ghetto. Like, Wait, wait. How wait. many times did you test though? Hmm? You should just consider testing again because my friend tested several times and it kept saying negative. Her husband was positive and then she texted like a third time and it was like, you're positive too. No, I probably have COVID. Who fucking knows? I can't. <laughs> I, I really might have cannot. got you sick. Remember when I had no voice when we went out the other day? Yeah, I but I was sick. already not feeling well. Oh, but our friend who's a nurse, around. our friend who's a nurse, told me that like a cold and flu is going around. So yeah, she was like, it could be anything. She was just like, you know, just keep wearing your mask and whatever. Um, but I was supposed to see my grandpa today because it's his birthday, and that's not gonna happen. Um, oh, grandpa. <sighs> reply. I mean, nothing. Okay, ma'am. Nancy. Nancy I'm sorry. My chest is on fire. <laughs> yeah, let, let her go. <laughs> I'm going to reply to some new music I've been listening to. Um, also, like this new group chat that we created with our friend B Major, who's a DJ, is oh my just God. a you fucking key. It's ridiculous, but he posted actually about this artist called Leia, L-A-Y-A. She has this song called Sailor Moon that I can't get out of my head. Another one called Crazy Down, where she like takes um, like an Aaliyah song and kind of like flips it. Her voice is very like raspy and low. The beats are like very like pulsing. How do you spell her name? Kind of gives Solange, but a little different Leia L-A-Y-A and then there's this other artist called K-Wit I think K-A-Y-W-H-T she has this song called 1130 Interlude that I've listened to probably a hundred times it's so fucking good and then she did a remix with um, Van Jess that's fire I wonder damn we would get copywritten right if I played a little bit probably um sing it (laughs) <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm still overcoming something. <laughs> and then I don't know why the girls didn't tell me that Alex Isley dropped a whole new project at the end of March. It's called Mary. That's your girl. Are you the one who's supposed That's to my know? girl. I should be tapped in. I don't know how I missed that. Completely mm-hmm. missed that. Also kind of late, but Lucky Day Candy Drip has some really good songs on that album. I'm such an R&B girl. And then what I'm going to leave on red is this young woman, Miss Shay Johnson? That's all this lady carrying it on. <laughs> There's another Shay. It's a shape or flavor of love, exactly. <laughs> no, this is this woman who is. Who on... is that? Is she? Don't they all have nicknames? 
Shay Johnson, she was the one. She was, was she Bucky. Bucky. She was also on Love and Hip Hop Dating Scrappy for a Yes, minute. she was. Oh God. Well, this lady is also ridiculous. Shay Johnson, I don't know if you heard maybe about two weeks ago, this young man, 14 years old, um, fell to his death from a amusement park ride in Orlando, Florida. Mm. Y'all hear about this? Yes. Ooh, devastating. So sad. A big guy. So sad. A big kid who had like NFL potential, they say. He was not properly snapped into the ride. And it was one of those ones that goes straight up in the air and mm. like a not yeah. a slingshot, but one of those types of things. So when like they went up super high and he just fell straight down. Oh, <laughs> terrible. Shay Johnson gets on the news, carrying on crying. He called me and said he just wanted some money to go to the, to the amusement park, going on and on, crying, da, 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 saying that she's his big cousin. She loaned him the money to go. He had NFL potential. Shorty's lying. Don't even know this man from nowhere. All over the news, make GoFundMe pages and everything. And like the way she's telling this story is crazy. Like she did like a whole press conference with, with let balloons go in the air and all of that shit. People are in the comments like this woman is clearly a sociopath. Like she's capitalizing off of this man's, this child's fucking tragic ass death and his family who's in genuine pain to get bread. Money is the root of all evil. Mm. that's the thing these people are out here scamming maybe i'll slightly interject and i will reply to all of the scam television glenn has been saying scam television is on the rise, on the rise. And i watched i watched bad vegan and i'm like this bitch knew what the fuck was going on she didn't think her dog was gonna live forever Wait, this bitch was in the scam about? oh it's this woman she owns one of the first like raw vegan restaurants in new york it was about to yeah. be huge all the celebrities were going there and then we'll take it from here shut it yeah, don't ruin it just no she just ends up dating this bum and okay. basically he scams her out of money but she awesome also seems to be shit. going along with a lot of his scams he'll be like this is a challenge money is no option no object like we have to do this we're fighting the people blah like some <laughs> weird like supernatural forces he was super intense i don't know yeah why she was listening to this man like but i don't really out her running scams they're running scams Left and like and right. i don't know how they think of them i don't know like if they sit like did she sit and say like today i'm gonna make money off of this random person and make go fun like did was this a plan she already had had in her mind or it just came to her like i don't understand how people because listen i'm a scammer okay but i'd be scamming corporations I'd be scamming Thanks. people who should be scammed. Why she scamming this Somebody was probably like, you boy family? You look like him. People have been doing that type of shit forever, though. It's crazy. Prayers up for that young man's family, because that yeah. is so crazy. That's a crazy way to lose somebody. Isn't it? Yeah, that's really sad. It's so sad. Something weird happened to me. It just reminded me when you said vegan. I went into the grocery store near my house called Sprouts. And Sprouts is known for good... Uh, um, produce and I walk in and this little old lady walks up to me and she's like are you a vegan and I was like no I sometimes I want to be and like when old people talk to me I'm just like really friendly because I really like old people old people and young people and I'm like I really want to be and she's like you really look like someone who who is a vegan she's like well I'm glad you want to be because you can save the planet and like starts telling me all this shit about um, becoming a vegan and Some literally LA shit. <laughs> my fiance is like as she's talking to me he's like walking away adding shit to the cart adding cheese and eggs making 
<laughs> to the car. Um, like not understanding what she's doing. And then she starts asking me about my life. And we found out, I find out that she used to be a kindergarten teacher. And she's like, I'm on my way out. I'm 75. And you're just starting your life. You're on your way in. She's like, you can make some big changes. Anyways, that just happened to me. That's not a real thought. I just thought about that. That's cute. Um, and we exchanged emails. And she emailed me all these resources about veganism. <laughs> I guess I will leave on red the fact that my car is still not here. I called them yesterday and they said that they have no ETA. So here I am giving Uber all of my money. Damn, um, you returned the Tessie? I returned the Tessie. That was just a week-long rental to see how I like it. And, and you really like it? No. It was cute, but, like, I think I'm happier about my choice. Mm. I mean, I do wish my choice was fully electric, but I guess there is something to say to, like, you know, if I can't get a charger, you know, I still have a gas option. So my car would be a hybrid. And then I'll reply to, oh, Silk Sonic getting Oscars. And Grammys. I think his name is Jordan Grammy? Anderson. This is his real name. Um, him being funny because he had like a perm wig. Oh, that was mad funny. Yeah. He was shaking that hair, child. It was like stiff wear. <laughs> but it kind of looked like a shake and go because it was quite shiny. But congratulations <laughs> to them. Um, I love Silk Sonic. And, you know, we had that experience with Anderson Pack where he took us out to dinner. Glenn, I don't think you were there. I missed that moment. Disclaimer, um, YouTube, I'm going to start eating my tater tots. Don't judge me. Sorry. Eat them. There's a crazy... Uh, moving on to Hotline Bling. I do actually have something to share. Um, <sighs> I posted this on Instagram, and <laughs> I don't know what it is. I get texts like every other day from a number 76109. Guadalupe, good news. You can submit a short form today for up to $1,000. Go to checkforfunds.com. Guadalupe, things are moving forward. Your funds request for $1,000 is pending. Finalize at clickforlend.com. Guadalupe, good news. Mm. You can submit a short form today for up to $1,000. So I don't know who Guadalupe is. I don't know what this is about. I posted this on IG and multiple people are like, oh my God, I get these texts on a daily basis. I wonder to who, who they're addressed. Guadalupe. I don't know. Like, why Guadalupe? Like, that's so random. It's not like Sharon. Well, I get texts still every day from this one year that Shade and I finessed Afropunk. (laughs) But, like, in a good way. You know, you can volunteer for your ticket. So we did, like, actual volunteer work. I think, Shade, you, you, like, gave out waters at, like, a run or something. Didn't you do some shit like that? I went to a bunch of, like, events (laughs) and did a bunch of shit, but then we also had to sign up for mad mailing lists and newsletters to get fucking points <laughs> i was putting them through a bunch of different email addresses so i could text every day like hey jen we're closer to reaching our goal and it'll be all stuff about like fucking um gun control climate change it's like a bunch of notifications good things but like 10 texts today. now you're in the loop easily, easily. <laughs> in the loop as jen because i was making up names apparently making up names mm-hmm. all right you know, scammers gonna scam. Facts. That was a light scam. That was a light scam and it worked. Oh, I wasn't talking about us. Y'all were scamming. I remember. That was not I a scam. Some of those. Yep. No, it was we, we, did the, we did it. It was a We did the volunteer work. Not all of it. Don't lie. Don't make me blow you up. 
What was it? No, tell me genuinely. I don't. You guys did not do all of the volunteer work. We also just signed up for a bunch yeah, of mailing lists. Signed list. up for shit and did not go. No, no, oh, no, no, no. really? I went. There to were the some event. things you went to. There were some things you didn't. My good sis, that's a black girl doing shit. We don't have shit. a black girl doing shit today. Um, we have a black couple doing shit, and you're about to hear more from them. They are such a cute couple. It's beautiful to see the black love, and they're accomplishing amazing things. Again, I always say this, get your notepads out, get your manila notepad and your little pen. They're going to put you onto some game on how to get your finances together and get your side hustle together. Yeah. Yeah. And let me add, Shade, this is the first episode of a rollout we're doing for the rest of the month that's all related to finance, getting your money together, building wealth and, you know, all those things because April is, what's the month, Shade? You don't even know. Financial Literacy Month. Correct. So we're getting you literate all month. <laughs> so, and now a word from our sponsors. Hey, group chat. It's your girl, Shade, And y'all know I am the queen of self-care. And I'm about to tell you more about how you can spring forward into the new season feeling good. This spring, I know we're all craving a getaway and some much needed time off to reconnect with ourselves. Whether you're going far away or sticking closer to home, the getaway you're dreaming of is closer than you think. Take a real spring break at European Wax Center. European Wax Center are the experts in waxing for everyone. When you visit a European wax center you get the best of the best their certified wax specialists are expertly trained in prepping protecting and pampering your skin they're gonna make you feel brand new so don't wait for summer to get away from it all and recharge book yourself a moment of smooth with the wax experts they even have an online booking system that makes getting a reservation super simple and forward and an app you can use it's the ewc app to book your waxing service Take a real spring break and book yourself a moment of smooth at European Wax Center. Make a reservation today. Your first wax is free. Hey, group chat. It's your girl, Chels Pinky. And I am so into my skincare and my makeup and my hair health right now. Everything I need and all the products that I use, I get from Ulta Beauty. They are truly the best beauty destination right now. Each time I go there, my needs are met since they carry such a wide and inclusive assortment of products. And the specialists that work there are beyond helpful. At Ulta Beauty, the possibilities are beautiful. If there's anything that you're looking for that relates to beauty, you can absolutely find it there. Shop Ulta Beauty now. Our entire group chat does, so should you. And now we are back with more Black Girls Texting. All right, y'all. It's time for the group chat. So, y'all, we are joined by our newest spin on Black folks doing shit. um, Because we've had Black girls doing shit. We've had Black men, Black dads. But this is our first ever Black couple doing shit. And we are so happy to have Janilka and Anthony Hartzog of the Hartrimony on the show. Together, they have paid off 130 14000 in debt in 23 months. $114,000, hello. They own a six-figure wow. cleaning business, and it looks like they're on their way to a million, and also host their own podcast called the Heartzog Hustle Podcast. Welcome to the show, and thank you so much for joining us. We're ready to get our lives, our financial lives with y'all today. <laughs> thank you for having us. <laughs> what's up? What's up? Yeah. So jumping right in, can you tell us more about yourselves and kind of, I guess, how you made this collective goal to tackle this debt? What did those early conversations look like? 
Okay, so as she said, my name is Janoka. Um, we are from Brooklyn, New York, living in Dallas, Texas for the past six years now. Um, a little bit about ourselves, as you said, we paid off $114,000 in 23 months. We, um, I'm a mental health therapist, so I'm licensed in New York and in Texas. Uh, he was an IT director, but recently um, retired in December to work on our businesses full time. We just had a baby exactly a month ago today, our first child. Oh, my God. Um, so Congratulations. Thank you so much. Thank you, thank you. Um, with paying off the debt, we side hustled like crazy. We raised our income. That's what we were big on. And we started a cleaning business down here in Dallas, Texas, where we don't clean any homes. And that has been one of our biggest businesses, but we still have other ones that we run as well. Just a little bit, of, a little bit about us. <laughs> Love and it. So do either of you come from like a typical background in like finance at any point like were you econ majors or you guys just are like self-taught like you kind of learn the ropes no no um my major in college was information technology and business but as you know in college you don't really learn nothing there so (laughs) i didn't learn anything about business i learned a little bit about technology and everything else is you learn as you go along so I'm listening to a lot of stories of other people who are doing these type of things, a lot of podcasts, information, a lot of books, and just trial and error, honestly. Um, Family, single mom, I got two younger brothers growing up in the projects. We actually grew up in the same project building. Mm -hmm. I lived on the fourth floor and she lived on the sixth. And uh, my first interaction with money was just like, you get a job and that's how you pay your bills. Mm -hmm. We really didn't start getting into like entrepreneurship and money until we started paying off the debt. And listening to all these podcasts for like the past, you know, six years since we've been in Dallas, that's when we kind of started our journey. I want to get into the debt thing quickly because we've gotten a few questions like this in the past. We have a segment on our show called What Would You Do? And I don't know if y'all remember this, ladies. Somebody wrote to us like because their partner had like a lot of credit card, a lot of like student loan debt, maybe credit card debt. And they were nervous about partnering with that person. (laughs) Uh, I I guess like, what's your, what are your thoughts on that type of thing? Do you think it's possible? And then again, like what kind of, how did you guys kind of form this partnership or decide like, okay, we're going to tackle this debt. This is what it's going to look like. This is how we're going to hold each other accountable. It doesn't have to be a roadblock for us, et cetera. Right. I mean, if anybody would have been nervous, it would have been him because my my master's program, I went to Hofstra private school and that was like 68,000 in debt. Um, but when we were, when we first got together and started dating again and getting married and stuff, paying off debt wasn't a conversation. <laughs> so it wasn't difficult to say like, okay, we'll get together. It was just like anybody else will pay it when you pay it is how, is how we thought about it. Um, but how would you say that we got on track with that, I guess? Um, our first conversation around money was we were trying to pay for the wedding and we said all right um we're going to take every paycheck and just put something into this bank account because we had separate bank accounts at the time that was our first joint bank account we both had our names on it we said every week every two weeks every month whatever it may be we're going to start putting this money towards this wedding and we ended up coming out that wedding you know we didn't have to go into debt for that wedding we obviously had family contribute but um we were able to put money every single week for what two years yeah, we were engaged for. We were engaged. For, that's why we prolonged our wedding too. We was engaged for like two and a half years or something like that. So we were putting money for two years into this one account, and that allowed us to say, "All right, we could if we could tackle attack a wedding. We could definitely attack you know larger goals than this." So that's kind of where we started at. I'm wondering what's your because you did talk about student loan debt, and there's this conversation 
that I'm hearing a lot about, about is it even worth it these days to go away to college and to go invest um, in your, in your education? Because a lot of people don't even go to school in their field. Mm -hmm. Um, They get into all of this like student loan debt. What is your opinion on college and like whether or not it's worth that investment? Um, college was fun as hell. So I would say the experience alone, I guess, that you get as a young adult and going away, uh, we both went away to college. Um, he went to Albany, I went to Westbury. I mean, Long Island is not far from Brooklyn, but I stayed on campus. So it was, it was away. Um, I would say that it's good regardless. I would, the experience alone, I think pays off, but I guess it depends on what you do with that. Are you not doing anything with, with it at all? For me, psychology and then mental therapy I've been in the field so I did use it so I wouldn't say that it was a waste at all for me no college was definitely not a waste we actually had uh we were talking to some high school kids and surprisingly enough we were talking about college and all of them wanted to know about entrepreneurship and we shifted the conversation to about entrepreneurship so growing up I didn't know that there was anything else that you could do it was like my mom said all right, you turn 18, you got to go to college. Mm-hmm. After college, you get a job. That's all she knew. That's all her mom knew. That's all her mom's mom knew. So there was really no other way for, for either one of us. Like, you get a job or you go to college. Now it's like, you don't have to go to college. You can make money outside of just going to college or you can make money doing businesses or just going straight to work. So um, I wouldn't tell anybody not to. Go. I wouldn't tell anyone to, to go. go. <laughs> I wouldn't tell anyone not to go, though. Maybe don't go into debt. Right. That's what I was going to say. I want to talk more about like debt because it feels like I always joke like debt is the American way. Like Mm -hmm. I talk to people who are not American and they're always like you guys and the credit cards and Mm -hmm. the loans and this and that, like, I don't get it. But then like, when you think about your credit score, like there always needs to be like some balance of understanding like debt to income and like, People constantly are going into debt when they are like get their first credit card, especially if you're like me and you use it very often. So like what are your tips around like getting out of debt, but then also like your thoughts on debt in general? Because I feel like I've even heard you don't want to have a credit card with like no use. Like even if you have just like your Spotify on it once a month, like you want to show that you're paying it off. And I am like, what the hell? so with debt um we get that question all the time like what's our thoughts around it and personally i say i don't believe in like good debt or bad debt debt is just debt listen you owe somebody something you got to pay it back it's a debt to you so when it comes to like especially when you talk about like is it like worth it or or whatever like when we paid off our debt or we weren't using our credit cards for three years or however long it was our credit score dropped we paid off our debt our credit score dropped and it came right back up because at the end of the day, they want you to continue to use credit cards. So we got, e- we got emails, we got mails. And then when we tried to go back into debt, we actually got declined for a loan because they said, you haven't been in debt for three years and we know that you're going to pay it off. So why would I loan you more money if I know I'm not going to make any interest on that money? So we and got declined. And I called them. I was, like, I, I was like, I, why would I? We did, my credit score was what? 750 um, on time payments, there's no issues. They was like, well, you, you don't have any debt and we can see that. So we know that you're going to pay this off. So we're not their ideal people to lend money to because they're not going to make any money off of us. So, um, that's the roundabout way to say, like, I'm not pro debt. I'm not against it. 
Um, I'm about using it, you know, to your advantage if you can, but also just making sure you're on time with what you what you owe. And then I guess it depends on the season that you're in because yeah. for us, we didn't really care because we're like, we can, we can afford it anyway. We can pay for whatever we want to pay for at this point if mm-hmm. we don't have to use a car, right? So we weren't um, getting a house. We were still renting. We paid off all our, car, our cars. So it, we wouldn't really need anything big. So at that time, it was just like, if they want to turn us down or if they say no, then it's okay. And one of the biggest lies you hear from people is like, oh, you need debt so that you could buy a house. When we, we, we literally just moved into our house in January and I told them flat out, I was like, yo, we haven't had debt in three years. Just mm-hmm. letting you know. It's like, you got a good income? Yeah. I was like, can you, can you show us your income statements, like, yeah, and they use um, income base for our um, lending. So yeah. it's not necessarily that you re- it's required. Um, there's ways around it. Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, I'm in, the, I'm in the home buying process right now. Well, good Don't luck. like this. <laughs> I hate this. <laughs> I was going to ask, what has it meant for your relationship to go on this like financial and entrepreneurial journey together? Do, do you have you found that it has deepened your relationship in unexpected ways? I'm sure there um, are unique challenges as well. Yeah, I think so, definitely. Because when we moved to Dallas, we moved here. We had no family or friends, just each other. Um, so very this, lonely lives. <laughs> we had a dog. <laughs> even, yeah, we got a dog. In New York, we have a very social life, but here there was no one else. So I think that this allowed our relationship to bloom and take us to places that we wouldn't have done if we stayed in New York. Um, in a in a good way. Now, challenges that we face, we're not really an arguing couple, but just some challenges that we face is just how we spend our money is something always. So we both were raised um, in the projects, but we live kind of like different lives. We say like I was on the sixth floor, he was on the fourth, but I'm an only child. He has two younger brothers. He was working at Key Food packing bags that young. I didn't have my first real job till like a sophomore in college. So we definitely just lived a different life when it comes to money. So a lot of times he is more along the lines of like, when we get the money, not spending on certain things. And I'm like, well, we worked hard enough. What's the question? Mm -hmm. Like we can afford it tenfold. There should be no like, well, let's see. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, let's just do it. Um, So those are the challenges that we face uh, even to this day, just kind of rationalizing for him and balancing that we work for it so we should spend it and then on my side he's being on like we should be investing it back into other things so those are things that we continue to have discussions on and trying to find that balance do you think moving like moving to texas was like good for your financial life i know texas has like better tax laws and um you get more bang for your buck uh, was that kind of a part of the reasons that reason that you guys decided to move or yeah. how has it affected your financial journey? It was moving to Texas was game changing, but we moved here for his job. I, I came here kicking and I didn't want to come at all. But <laughs> we moved <laughs> here specifically um, for his job, like in 2016. And then we started the journey in 2017. Um, but I think moving out of New York in general has been game changing. I don't think that we would have paid off our debt. I don't think that we would have started any of our businesses because we were we were comfortable. There would be no reason to do anything different. Mm-hmm. Not in a bad way, but you know, you have your nine to five, you have your friends, your family. Um, I, I don't know that we would have been where we are today. Yeah, I would recommend if you could leave your hometown at least for a year and just see how other people live and just get out, get out that mainframe of what's happening every single day. So we would wake up go on a train, go to work, be on that train, mad at the train conductor because he's in the, the train. Day. 
And then we go to work. We mad at the people in the, in the city because they all crowded. You get to work. You're upset. You go home. And then you live and you do, do you live for the weekend. And you go for the brunch. Yeah. And, you, and you go for brunch. So it was like the same routine. So we got down to Dallas. It was like we had so much more time and freedom. It was like, listen, I would go home now. I go on the bus or the train. I'm saying hi to the conductor. And they're like, yo, go to the back. What you talking about? I was like, why is everybody so mad? So I think everybody should just get out their hometown at least for a little bit to experience something new. Just to clear their mind for a little bit, honestly. I'm curious. This just made me think of something. This is not even on our, like, list of questions but people say money doesn't buy happiness right allegedly (laughs) but I find that you know if I if I travel somewhere and that exchange rate's a little bit better or I'm just able to like indulge and like do things that I'm not typically doing when I'm like to your point kind of like grinding hustling in New York I'm like this shit is pretty nice (laughs) like what do you guys think about like about that do you feel like life is a little more easygoing now that you don't have some of those stresses of debt and like financial problems. So the one thing about it, I think with paying off our debt, the way that we did it, it never really felt like heavy. It never felt like if we don't pay this all, we will be able to do A, B, and C. Um, just because I think we ha- we have high income. So it we had that balance, you know what I mean? And then moving here with the no state taxes, you mentioned that gave us a boost in checks. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> Once we changed our address, all that, all the things like that. But I, that statement is like, it's funny with, with the whole money doesn't buy happiness, but it can, <laughs> it essentially can buy a lot of good things, a lot of good experiences, a lot of good things that does make you happy. Now, is it the end all be all? Absolutely not. Because things happen, health things happen. But um, I would say that it definitely doesn't make me mad having no. more income. Money so. doesn't buy happiness, but like she said, it does buy you the things that can make you happy. So right. she's right. huge into traveling. So it's like, all right, well, if we in a funk, we can get up and just travel somewhere. Or right. if you want to do like a staycation or if you, I don't know, type of things you want to buy, but yeah. whatever makes you happy from those things. So like an example was like, she was working out at a gym. Like, um, I don't know if you guys know Equinox Gym, but it's a very high-end, like, mm-hmm. luxury gym. And she's fancy. like, well, wanna... very, very fancy. Bougie. We used to work there. We used to work there. We used to work there. We used to make $9 an hour working at the gym. Yeah. Wait. Yeah. Together? What's the pay in Dallas? Huh? So I feel like all of our listeners are probably like, okay, you guys are talking about financial wellness and the debt that you guys were in. How did you get out of the debt? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, first few steps one was knowing our numbers you know we knew like okay I had 68,000 here and he had for his undergrad but we put it together because all of our income is together I know everyone doesn't operate that way but that's how we do it um, to see like okay we have 114,000 then it was like and how a, are we gonna and a lot of people don't even know how much money they have that they owe it's like yeah. all right I got I know I got 3,000 here on a credit card and maybe like 150 over here and my student loans, like, do you know how much money you actually owe? All like, all together. And that was and like- are we really counting good. everything? Like, cars, loans? Everything. Okay. Everything. <laughs> yeah. So that was that's literally the not, first step. That's not that bad, shit. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. When you sit down, you're like, all right. Like, you don't want to hear that big number. Don't, really, most people don't want to know what that number is. So they yeah. don't even care. Like, I know what is going to be there. So that was really the first step. Getting that together. Then um, budgeting was big for us. We were never budgeting before that. We were, we were paying our bills, but we weren't like sitting down to see where it was going. So once we did that, um, and we budget for everything, for Ubers, for brunch, for restaurants, everything is in our was and still in our budget. 
and we saw how much money we had left over once the bills are paid and the fund, then we was like, okay, we can start putting this amount towards debt every month. After a while, like three, four months, we still had this significant amount. So that was automatically going towards debt. Um, and then we raised our income like crazy. That's our biggest thing with our story, raising our income and side hustling uh, so that we can throw all of that money that we raised our income towards the debt. So like, like you said, we worked at Equinox. Um, I was working from home where I work from home. So it was easy to just go to Equinox. Mm-hmm. Uh, we were watching dogs on Rover. It's kind of like an Airbnb for dogs because we got a dog when we moved down here. So we were watching dogs. We were renting out our car on Turo. It's a um, ride share platform. Oh, wow. Um, we were, as I said, I'm a therapist. I was started working in a private practice out here. So that was a side hustle. Mm-hmm. And then we started our cleaning business um, down here as well. So we raised our income tremendously to get out of all of that debt within 23 months. Whenever he got bonuses from his job, we would throw all of that towards it. So those are ways that we executed getting out of debt. <laughs> and it sounds like you were, like, that was really smart, the, the kinds of uh, sources that you use for your side hustle that didn't necessarily require, like, like labor. Exactly. You Bingo. know, <laughs> like, work with what you the got. Like, I used to Airbnb yeah. my apartment, like, crazy. I might need to go back to doing that, you know? All I had to do was, oh, like, I mean, of an inconvenience. I didn't have to, I wasn't in my apartment. That was, like, a little bit annoying, but I made money without having to do anything, really. Just yeah. like sleep on it. worked in your lifestyle. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Completely. That's how we were able to side hustle most of it because it was all flexible. We could mm-hmm. always like turn everything off. Even with Equinox, they understood that we worked full time. So we didn't have to, you know, we wouldn't have to be at that much. I had to do like three, five hour shifts a week. So it wasn't too much. Um, so that was, a, like you said, the flexibility is what was important, how we were able to do all of that at once. And a budgeting app we use was called Every Dollar. Um, and it was amazing. Literally, it, we, still it. we still use it to this day. So it attaches to your bank account. It shows you how much you spend and how much money you have left over. Um, and that was a, that was a game changer for us too. Yeah, I've heard good things about every dollar. So in preparation, and again, congratulations on your the addition to your family. Oh, what you. kind of considerations did you make before having a child or things that you're continuing to keep in mind in terms of I don't know, creating, we talk a lot about creating generational wealth or even just how, how you knew that you were ready to have a kid. Was that something that you thought about that if you were financially ready? We planned, I know, you know, we were in a position where we were able to plan out, we've been in a position where we can plan out like our life up to this point, you know, Lord willing, but yeah, um, baby girl was in the plans. We said, I forgot what year we started that conversation. Well, we have initially started the conversation. We paid off my debt. Uh, oh yeah in 20 december 2018 because we said when before i turned 30 um and so that's what we did that was the goal to pay it off by the time i turned 30 and then once i turned 30 we said rules like all right we'll start working towards having a baby but once we paid off the debt we're like "Mm, let's have some fun (laughs) we just paid off all this debt let's enjoy that um and so that that's why we pushed it off a little bit about two years actually we pushed it off and then we was like okay let's settle down, have a baby. So all happened kind of quickly. We moved in the home January, baby came February 28th, and then all of that's going to happen. So yeah, we planned um, mm-hmm. for her. We wanted to make sure that we were financially stable. Um, we were financially stable before we even thought about having a kid, but we just wanted to make sure we were at a good place so that, you know, people talk about how expensive kids are, and it kind of right. talks you out of it a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. But 
I kids are kids are kids. That's what I'll say. I think it's just part of with an expense with anything, you kind of like make it, you have to make it work. If you can, obviously I know different things for different people, but with us, thankfully our businesses, us having our nine to fives, we're in a good place to do so. So. And have you thought about like creating a fund for her or like the types of, like you talked about making me making investments. Yeah. Absolutely. Like mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, so we were, I was just saying, I recently got a social security card so we can set all of that stuff up for like investment account, 529 college plan, those type of things. Uh, we definitely will set up. And when people ask, what can I get you? Here's the link. <laughs> yeah. So before she came, <laughs> before she came, we had about 30,000 saved for like baby expenses. So yeah. if anything came up for her, we could just dip into that account. And then now, like she said, we're going to open up a 529 and then um, a brokerage account for her too. So yeah, that's the goal. Is the 529 that's for college savings? Yeah. Correct. So that's the, that's the challenge too. So we literally just had a conversation about like the going to, going to college thing. So mm-hmm. you have a 529, if you don't use it for college or use it for something else or education purposes, you'll be taxed yeah. tremendously. So he's like, oh. all right, we'll start one for her and we'll also do a brokerage account. Worst case scenario, she decides not to go to college to have that brokerage account. Best case is we have another kid and they can use that 529 account. Yeah. But if they don't... Mm-hmm. Down, somebody else now, we have two, three kids and nobody using it, then, then we get taxed. Yeah. <laughs> well, one of y'all just got to go back to school. Somebody going to get <laughs> no, I was like, we got, somebody going to be going to Somebody's school. Somebody's going to school. <laughs> Somebody's getting a lesson. <laughs> what about but when you... can you... use it on different types of education, too. Mm-hmm. So does that oh, have to be like okay. traditional schooling. Cool. Um, Okay, so I recently heard someone say that 401ks are like a waste of time. I didn't really dig into why. What is your opinion on like when you get a job, should you be putting a lot of money in the 401k? Should you be putting the money elsewhere? Do you have any opinions on that? I think you should. Yeah, I think you should be putting into the 401k because if they match it, that's free money. Get that match. I did not know that when I started um my career no one sat down with me we talked about like how you learn and stuff it's like literally self-education my first mm-hmm. job it was like all right I'm gonna put money away and then when I left the job they said what do you want to do with it I was like oh give me a check I didn't know that they're gonna tax that like 50 percent 25 percent instead of rolling over to a new company nobody mm-hmm. told me that so I definitely recommend it. um if you get a match definitely um use your 401k and then worst case scenario you roll it over to your new company or you transfer it to an IRA yeah. or something else i also recommend having a roth ira outside of your um, job too so but yeah yeah that's been on my list to get for a minute now yeah. got that roth <laughs> Chelsea? check yeah yes, i got man. that roth of course you got roth? <laughs> yeah you don't got the roth but it's <laughs> and the 401k I got the and I get it matched. I put as much as they will match in there. My dad's been telling me to right. since I was like a child. He's like, "You'll be a millionaire." Apparently, <laughs> that's the thing. Like the youngest, the younger you that. do it, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And so for me, I'm actually taking a loan out on my 401k for my deposit on my property oh, that I'm going to purchase. So yeah. when I do end up paying back my 401k, ultimately I'm paying myself. So mm-hmm. that's why I was like, I'm like twelve percent. 13%. Let's go. Let's get it. And I start and I started doing the math cuz I was like just looking at my checks like the more money I'm making and I'm like just doing scenarios like okay, well if I increase it 11%, like I have an excel spreadsheet and I just like will run the numbers. And it really like helps honestly for me to put more in my 401k than for me to just get taxed 
that money that I wouldn't be putting in to invest. So I'd be like, run it up. Because yeah. Uncle Sam is going to try and get my money somehow. They're going to try to get it. Like, my oh, first yeah. boss, he bought his first house with his... He told me that story, too. And he was like, he did the math. He was like, my house appreciated, like, double, like, over those last couple of years. And my 401k wouldn't have done that if the money just sat there. Well, I wouldn't have right. done anything with the money anyway. So um, that's a good strategy, too. Okay, so we know you're in Texas, but they're in New York. I'm in California, aka mm. we're getting taxed out of the ass. Mm. Um, and like I think about you know when like we got Donald Trump's taxes and he was paying like what like a hundred dollars or something ridiculous. Are there ways to avoid being taxed? I know like you can have like LLCs. what's this illegal question you asking? No, not <laughs> in, not illegally, legally. <laughs> Like you have businesses and you can, you know, okay. legally write things off because they're for your business. Is that like yeah. a real legit thing to do or, or is that yeah. a scam? I don't know. We are not tax oh, advisors. Scam. I would say reach out to your, to hold on, reach out to your tax advisors. We are not tax advisors. Um, so yes, you're not suing I, us. <laughs> they gonna be, they Everybody's to afraid of Uncle Sam. <laughs> No, that's one thing that um, we got really early in our businesses with someone to help us manage our, our finances. Our C- we have a CPA. And then also like tax wealth building strategies where um, we have, I don't know how many businesses that we have, but like having a rental property, we could rent out, like one of the tax strategies that we just found out about was you could rent out your rental property for like 14 days or something out the year. And that's a good additional, like a thousand or like, you know, $2,000 that you get back because of, some tax law. I don't know. But <laughs> that's one of the strategies that we have. Then also, like, um, we were very profitable in one of our businesses last year. So we bought a vehicle. I know you see on Twitter and Instagram, bought a G-Wagon and all of that. We're not buying a G-Wagon because you <laughs> also have to pay buying. You also have to pay G-Wagon payments. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were able to buy ourselves an economical vehicle that fit over the limits. We were able to write. We were able to depreciate that vehicle. Um, so those are real strategies that we have used over the last couple of years. But um, and then remembering that the more money that like, so if you make, say you made a hundred thousand, they're going to come and tax that. Right. So if you spend it on things that you need, like you said, a lot of time, stuff like that. Now, maybe you're like at 80,000. That's better than taxing 80 versus a hundred. So kind of being mindful of those things towards the end of the year. We're like, all right, what can we purchase that we need for our business so that we're not taxed so much when, it, when the next year comes around? Yeah, tax laws are made for entrepreneurs and mm-hmm. they're made against people who, you know, obviously work nine to fives because you really can't control that. All right, you're going to take my money anyway, so here you go. But entrepreneurs have a lot of strategies around ways to avoid paying the highest amount of tax. Mm-hmm. Those laws yeah. are made for us. Yeah, I don't know if you guys saw Drea, Drea, what's her name? Drea Michelle, the like video yeah. girl. Um, <laughs> she like, she tweeted, she was like, so, like, if hypothetically I, saw I had an LLC and I was trying to avoid these, I was like, girl, you're going to go, go to jail. <laughs> well, I, but the thing that made it funny was because she was supposed to be teaching a course. And so people wow. were like, Wait, why what? are you asking that and you're teaching something? There's, I, don't, like, I don't believe that. There's no way in hell Drea, Drea, Drea does too much. She has too many businesses <laughs> right. to not be able to avoid paying the most amount of taxes. She has oh, way that's, too much happening. That's, that's very I saw true. that. I was like, no, this is way, this, it might be possible because people who make millions do go to jail yeah, with taxes. Yeah, you hear that all the time. Like, yeah. 
trust somebody else, and then you yeah. see what happens yeah. to all these Steve people. Harvey was just talking about Exactly. Steve Harvey, shoot. <laughs> Teresa oh, Judas. No. She went to jail. Yeah, but those lows are made for entrepreneurs. Teresa, too. The house has cursed. Well, here. I've also heard that like a lot of the, the tax laws are also beneficial for like homeowners or like property owners because like the white men of the past were trying mm-hmm. to make it beneficial to people to like buy land. So mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I find it very interesting that like to you guys point, like you didn't know a lot about these things. And it seems like there are certain households of certain skin tones <laughs> that get educated on this that's, and we that's don't think about it it's like we we feel a way a lot of us feel a way about it because we don't know about it that's the thing so my quite old question always like if you knew about it you don't have to pay as, as much taxes wouldn't you do it too like wouldn't you be fine with it if you had the mm-hmm. education like so i can't be mad if this person knows and they're able to do these things that i mean it's not on me that i don't know i don't know what i don't know but once you find out the information, it makes sense, right? It works, so. But then just speaking about information, it's like if you're at the age where you hear these things, it's like, don't you want to search out that knowledge to find out how that people are able to do this? Um, how are they getting, you know, how are they avoiding taxes or certain sets, sets of laws so that it could benefit you? So that now you have that knowledge, you could pass it down to your family, your friends, mm-hmm. your kids, or whoever. So now we have that information in our bank when we need it, in our black bank or whatever. It's the black, black bank. bank. <laughs> um, wait, okay. I'm just a little nosy because I know you guys are in a couple and I'm also engaged. Wondering, do you guys have any, I know you said you share, you share your finances, you share your money. Do you put any like a side for yourself though? Like, absolutely. Because yeah. okay. I'm like, you're a woman. You got to get your hair, your nails. Like, Now this ain't running away from the house money. This is just like... <laughs> This ain't I'm gonna leave you money. No, this ain't that. Your vex money. Hey, it ain't money like that. But. Uh, no, we definitely put money aside. Um, every month we have, I like to call it an allowance. He doesn't like the name, but it's an allowance. Personal money. Personal money, whatever, <laughs> that we each take out from, from the main from the main hub, like, if you will. So yeah, we have our own money so that we can do whatever we want with it. You know? So we have the family so, bank account. So her income, my income into the family bank account. We have an emergency fund. And then we also have our both our separate like checking accounts. Mm-hmm. So we have four bank accounts for the family. Businesses and all that have their own accounts, but yeah, the family, exactly. we got four. Mm-hmm. I, love I love this. Me too. This is like, they always say before you lock it in, you should make sure you're aligned on the finances because that uh, seems to be the thing like that like blows up people's relationships so mm-hmm. aligned on the finances inspiring. and also like the attitude towards the finances mm-hmm. you know right. like you you all seem very aligned on what you want and how you want to see your money grow and how you want to live and equally invested in in doing the work to get there right. i know i'm over here like damn i still ain't start the damn roth ira i don't know why you for my man that. to you come tell me what's going on and do automatic 50 a month and call it a day i mean it's real simple <laughs> i'm like how do i start, start where do i go <laughs> Mind you, I know who your boss is. Like, you could be really getting put on game right now because that's the hustle queen. So, <laughs> that's, that's get your that's notebook fast. and a pen, girl. Get it together. <laughs> it's so simple. Yeah. <laughs> well, Can you tell our listeners where to find you, all the handles, if you want to share more about your podcast or anything you guys have coming up? Because I know 
the girls are gonna want to tap in with you guys to get their lives. So you can find us mostly on Instagram, but we have a YouTube channel as well. It's the Hartrimony. So the T-H-E-H-A-R-T-R-I-M-O-N-Y. And the Hartrimony is a play on our last name, Hartzells and Matrimony. Is that it was our wedding hashtag and we just kept with it. And now we literally money. We literally turned <laughs> our wedding hashtag into a business. Yes. yes. <laughs> we love to see it. <laughs> So the Hartimony on Instagram, the Hartimony on YouTube. Our podcast is the Heart Dog Hustle Podcast. That's where you can find us. And our cleaning business. Well, we have a course that teaches people how to get their cleaning business up and running. And so they can find that at uh, cleaningbusinessuniversity.com. So those are the ways that you can tap in with us if you like more information. Yes. I love that. Thank I have you, I have bro. one last question. It's oh, just here she <laughs> Sure. Yeah, we're going to have to have you guys back for like part two to talk more about the relationship advice and navigating all of that. But we really appreciate your time and you guys joining us. We know the listeners are going to love this. And listeners, if you have any other questions and we get to be graced by the heart tremony for part two, (laughs) send them our way and we'll we'll try to set something. Thank you. Take care, y'all. I was with some friends the other day and apparently they've been debating this topic for a long time it's very petty kind of silly but it was interesting they were saying what would you do if your man was rubbing <laughs> sunscreen on your friend's back like y'all are on a vacation you come out <laughs> of the, the ocean and you see your man rubbing sunscreen is that not allowed is it a problem but like why would he be doing that if she was just like right your friend ass. was like hey can you can you get, can you get the top of my back I would assume if a friend is asking that, that they have that kind of relationship. Yeah. And that it wouldn't be weird. And yeah, but I just, I'd prefer not actually. You know, I don't care. It's not that I care. I just prefer not. Like I'm, I could do that for you. Yeah. But you're in the water. Like they might from the water to put sunscreen on my back. Yes, bitch. And didn't we come there together? Why would you wait till I'm in the water to need sunscreen? Oh, I could, God. Maybe she now. just got that out the water. Plot and a maybe y'all was all in the water uh, together. Don't be she got out, bitch. and your friend, and your man was yes, just but I'm on saying, the side. This is your friend. Now, if this is a random person on the side of the beach, okay. I might be like, "Who is this bitch?" The but if it's Glenn, and, and it's if my man is rubbing Glenn, I'm not gonna be like, "That would be like not." Ja, put, put the sunscreen down. <laughs> but yeah, I don't but think I would ever ask. Glenn would be like, "Ja, just never ask." I think I'm. I'm hitting it with the windshield wiper from above yeah. and I'm figuring what? out. I also don't wear sunscreen, so this is like hard for me. To oh my gosh. Okay, well, even is- if you did, like, I don't see you being like, hey, like, can you just put some sunscreen on my back? Like, I just don't see you doing it. I wouldn't that. do it, but I had That's to ask weird. myself, like, is that weird? Like, is it weird that I wouldn't do it? I don't do think it? it's weird, but now I, I guess I will. that you wouldn't do I that. wouldn't do it. I just respect that. Yeah. I don't think of it that way, but I guess now I will not ever ask a friend. Don't ask friend. my man. Put sunscreen on my back. Like what? Shelly's like, I think it's fine, and then she's like, you know what? Actually, no, I don't like you know that what? shit. I don't like that. I'm gonna drown you, right? I no, because I just pictured him putting it on like one of my friends' back, and like I don't like how it looks. I just don't it like just, it. Every time somebody asks me to put sunscreen on them, I feel fucking awkward. Also, it's kind by of the a, way, it's kind it's of a very thing. intimate, and I don't like it. <laughs> but I think that it's because like it happened in so many movies, they make it like a sexual thing. 
that like now it's in my brain. Like literally I put some wow. sunscreen on this girl recently and I was like, ah, Are you guys like, I, felt, out? I literally and just like friend? started slapping it on like mad, like right you gotta make it mad like like don't even look at Um, the back like yeah just smeared it on if (laughs) you if you're gone and your friend needs her dress zipped from the back can your man zip up her dress no what the fuck no i think a zip is okay i don't a zip i think a zip is okay you can see panty and you might see booty crack no, like it's it's up the it's back like and you just need to like get it the rest. Oh, way it's up. just it's just like the the top inch. Yeah, like can you help me zip this yeah, up? The top inch. Okay. But not the whole back dress. I need to have a what list of things that I'm class? allowed to do with Chelsea and and, and her man. Yeah, but, can, can you trust my necklace? This is the rule of thumb. Don't do shit with my man. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> I mean <laughs> that's my rule of thumb. Leave my man alone. I'm just gonna Pretend be sitting in the house burnt. Zipper down, half down, no, necklace no necklaces on. on. Everyone no, be like, oh "Why God, aren't but, you ready to go?" But because okay. I can't. I wait. Are we doing a Patreon? What well, we're signing right, off. Next. It's been fun. Um, tell us what you think about the sunscreen scenario. And um, Chelsea, take us out. Buy some merch. We have new merch. I've been seeing quite a lot of people ordering the old merch, which is fine. But I will just be honest with you guys and like just let you know, the new merch is way better quality. Um, the old merch was kind of like our starter merch. It's still like OG merch. So still cool. But like the new merch, it's like good quality shit. And I suggest you guys focus on that. Um, but yeah, follow us on Twitter, Black Girls Tweet 1. I'm in Black Girls Text 1. Instagram, Black Girls Texting. Patreon, Black Girls Texting. YouTube, Black Girls Texting. Email holler at blackgirlstexting.com. Bye. Thanks again for listening to Black Girls Texting. Make sure to rate and review this podcast wherever you listen and subscribe so you never miss an episode. Oh, and don't forget to text every group chat you're in and tell them to check us out. Follow your girls at Black Girls Texting and we'll see you next week. Bye.